so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, watching the show on YouTube, listening to it on your way to work or in the shower, whatever it is, thank you. I appreciate you doing so. I'm John Corrales. I cover this team, the Boston Celtics, for Boston Sports Journal, and I'm the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book that some of you have told me that you've purchased Thank you so much for doing so. It's available everywhere books are sold. Signed copies available on my website for $30. Uh, if you're ordering internationally, it's going to cost a little bit more for the shipping. Uh, today I'm talking about Jason Tatum, who had an interesting game in the final tune-up of the USA exhibition schedule. The United States beating Spain 83-76, an impressive win over a team that they may face in the gold medal game should the U.S. get there. Uh, Jason Tatum, in this game, had 6.6 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, in, again, an interesting game because he was cold, but he was part of this turning point in the game. I'm going to talk about that in this first segment. Later on, I'll talk about how, how are they going to work in some of these finals guys onto Team USA. They're, tr- they're, they're still getting Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Devin Booker who on Tuesday night are going to be just basically killing each other for a chance to, to win a championship or for Devin Booker a chance to survive and, and go to a Game 7. And then I, I had a thought. I want to throw it out there. I want to see what you think. This Team USA kind of reminds me of last year's Boston Celtics in a little bit, in a few ways. So I want to, I want to get your take on that. Leave the comment below in the YouTube page. Let me know what you think. But I'm going to get to that later. Let me just start with Jason Tatum, who in the first half of this game was cold. Early on in this game, it felt like it was just uh, a lot of Kevin Durant. and It was a lot of uh, Damian Lillard. And they basically were taking turns. And Lillard was cold. Everybody was cold. They, they just couldn't hit a shot. And it, it just felt like it was a stagnant offense. And here was Jason Tatum, who wasn't getting his opportunities, wasn't getting a whole lot of shots. The shots that he get, he, he got, he missed, uh, which ran in line with a lot of how this game went for Team USA. And then things changed in the second half. As Greg Popovich said after the game, their pace changed, which we saw. They, they definitely moved the ball up and down the floor a lot more, but they moved the ball a little bit. I tweeted out with about, it was about three minutes into the third quarter, two or three minutes into the third quarter. So past halftime, Tatum, Tatum had led the entire team with two assists. The four other guys combined for another four. They each had one, right? So Tatum had two assists and it felt like the United States was 
really going to struggle here. Like I felt like this whole thing was going to, the conversation was, are, are these guys even going to meddle? Is Jason Tatum going to play? We, we talk about Jason Tatum being, you know, the, the next Paul Pierce, but we didn't want it to be the next Paul Pierce in a way where he's part of one of the most disappointing USA basketball teams that, that has existed. That's, that's not the, the Paul Pierce comparison that we want. The, the way they looked in the first half, it really felt like Spain could do whatever they want. Ricky Rubio was looking like FIBA Ricky. It's so wild to see guys like Patty Mills and Ricky Rubio go out there in, in FIBA and just all of a sudden look amazing. But Spain was dominating. And then in the second half, basically after I tweeted that, so perfect timing for me on the tweet, the ball started popping. It really started moving. And, and Jason Tatum kind of adjusted and became more of a facilitator, not like a point guard setting guys up, but he was, was doing things like first just swinging the ball, uh, driving and kicking, getting to the middle of a, of a zone defense and, and then working the ball around, finding the open guy. He was happy to be more of a facilitator, draw the attention and move the ball, move the ball quickly. And that's, that's exactly what Team USA needs. It's what Popovich has been saying from the beginning. When they punch you in the mouth, you can't go back to that NBA ISO stuff because it's not going to get it done. He said it multiple times. And this was proof. This game is as much proof of that as anything. Your first half, it was a lot of isolation stuff. The second half, that ball moved. We went from the six-minute, six-something minute mark where Tatum had two assists and four other guys each had one, so a total of six, to finishing with 22 total assists. So they had 16 over the course of less than a half of play. They went into that with six, so they almost tripled their their assist output. Part of that's making shots, but the reason they were making shots because the ball started popping. Tatum led the team with two at that one point. He finished with five. Damian Lillard had six. Adebayo ended up with four. Guys started moving the ball a lot, and that's that's how teams are going to win in FIBA. That's how the United States was getting picked apart early on. And you look at the team that was out there, Rubio uh, for Spain, the Gasol brothers for Spain, Hernan Gomez, guys who have been part of this team for a while. There are a bunch of guys on this team, the, the Spanish team, that have been there for a long time. You know, Sergio Rodriguez has been there for a long time. And you look at the United States team, none of these guys have played together. This is the first time this team has been assembled. This is the problem that we're, we're looking at with USA basketball. And this is one of the things that we've talked about. That's got to change. So in the meantime, this team is trying to figure out how to play together, how to cope with the physicality, how to put their egos aside and say, okay, when I get the ball, I'm just going to make the next right play. All you've got to do is the next right play. And, and, and this is part of why Team USA reminds me of the Celtics. A lot of the things that come up now are things that came up with, with the Celtics this past season. And I feel like when Tatum went out there, he didn't have the best game overall. Lillard scored 19 points. He had six assists. 
Uh, Tatum did lead the team in rebounds, but you look at Durant, 14 points, and hit a couple of big shots late. Zach Levine hit a couple of big shots late. You, you don't look at Tatum's game and say, oh, yeah, he was he was super important to this, this team. But a team, not team high, Durant was a team high plus 16, but Tatum was second plus 13 in that. And his facilitating, his moving the ball was one of the top reasons. Once Tatum was in there and moving and, and working that ball around and then playing, like cutting, he became a cutter. He worked the baseline against the zone and kind of hung behind the zone. And once the ball moved and, and they collapsed that zone, Tatum just kind of pounced into an open spot and got layups. So Tatum did a lot of the little things. It was kind of a reversal to his rookie year. This isn't the Tatum that we saw last season. This The, the way Tatum played in this game was very much a, a rookie kind of, or a younger player, kind of finding spots on a team that's full of established guys. And yeah, I'm going to cut. I'm going to, you know, find the dead spots in the zone. I'm going to pass the ball. I'm going to do all of these other things to help my team win. So it's interesting to see how this shakes out now heading into Tokyo. Tatum, no, obviously we know him as a scorer, but maybe he's the guy that takes a step back while Dame and Durant and some of these other guys try to be your primary shooters. And Tatum just comes in and says, you know, obviously I'll take the shots when I got it, when I get them, but Maybe his maybe his role is to be more of that that cutting slashing, you know, zone busting kind of guy. But the ultimate lesson here is everybody needs to play that role. Like everybody needs to have that ability to. Hey, maybe maybe it's Durant. Durant patrolling the baseline every once in a while. That's not such a bad thing. Everybody's got to be willing to do that because the more you move, the more you replace the more you have the opportunity to pick a defense apart. When the United States is playing like they did in the second half, that's a gold medal team. That's that's a winning team right there. That's the team that's going to dominate or maybe not dominate, but at least play well enough where they should win and they should be favored in every game. The first half team USA, if they play like that, they won't medal. That's the difference. That's how That's how small the margin of error is. For them, so I'll get, come back and, and talk a little bit more about some of the things that Team USA needs to do, and try to work Tatum into that as well, and then get into that Boston comparison later on. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's like having a chocolate bar that's healthy for you. You know, you're not going to reach for a chocolate bar after a workout, but you can reach for a Built Bar and feel comfortable with it because generally you're getting something that's ranging in the calories from 130 to 180. You're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein, only about four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. You got to go to builtbar.com, actually built.com. I got to remember it's built.com now and see what they have for special flavors. You never know what you're going to get. In fact, when I just logged in, it says that you have the, uh, you Get your face in the race. Buy a mixed box for your chance to get your face on Corey LaJoy's car on August 28th. How about that? Get your face on on the the hood of a NASCAR. 
So check it out at Built.com. All sorts of great flavors, limited flavors, mixed box, mixed boxes, build your own box. It's all available at Built.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. LOCKED15 is going to get you 15% off your next order. Whatever you do, whatever you choose, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That'll get you 15% off your next order at Built.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. A shout-out to Keldon Johnson, who had 15 points in this game, this final tune-up against Spain, shot 7 of 9, just did all the little things, made his shots, had a couple of big dunks. He really, he's one of the guys that got promoted uh, to take over. Kevin Love uh, left the team. He withdrew, and Bradley Beal is done with the uh, health and safety protocols, so he's not playing anymore. So they needed a couple of guys. They got JaVale McGee, and they got Keldon Johnson. And Keldon Johnson is uh, just, he's going to be fun. Like He he could be like the shot in the arm. You know, I, I actually made a mistake when I said the, the plus minus that Tatum was second. He's actually third. Keldon Johnson was number one. Durant was number two, and Tatum was number three. So uh, just a fantastic performance by Johnson, who he's he and Tatum. Like Tatum is the star version of what Keldon Johnson or, or, or what we, we need these guys to do. Keldon Johnson is the non-star version. He's the guy who very obviously should be capitulating. <laughs> he's the guy who should be diving on the floor for loose balls. He's the guy that should be doing all of the dirty work, but all of them should be doing the dirty work, and that that's the example. The, the two guys on this team that said, okay, I'm just going to do what I need to do. Tatum, who, as I said, just became a facilitator and kind of patrolled the baseline, and Keldon Johnson, who's like, yeah, I'm just going to fill in. What, what, do, what do you need me to do? Oh, here's a lane. I'm going to cut to the basket. I'm going to get a dunk. I'm going to get an alley-oop. Like, th- th- this... This type of attitude is exactly what Team USA needs. Now, it's going to be really interesting to see how they work in the guys who are playing in the NBA Finals. Again, they've got Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton joining the team. They're going to get there the day before their first game, which is against France. And I have no clue what that's going to be like for them because they will have just played in the NBA Finals. Either... They'll have a couple of days between game six to and, and, and getting out there, or they'll go basically from a game seven to go out to Tokyo, which I hope whatever city ends up winning will wait for their guys to come back for the championship parade because those guys, look, you bust your ass all year long. You get to the championship, you win, and you're like, okay, see ya. See a Milwaukee, see a Phoenix. I got to go do this thing. You guys celebrate without me. Part of the fun is getting to hold that trophy and ride whatever apparatus gets you through the city. You know, like that's, that's the, you, you get to enjoy what you just did. Savor the flavor, you know, like <laughs> it's not fair to these guys to 
let them you, you say, okay, thanks for all the hard work. We're going to celebrate. You go do some more hard work. Thanks, bud. That's not, no, you do them a favor. And especially those guys. It's not like it's the end of bench guys. It's Chris Middleton who just had godlike performances to keep Milwaukee alive and now put them on the verge of a championship. It's Drew Holiday who just had one of the biggest defensive plays in NBA Finals history with that steal and then that to come down and throw that lob to Giannis. Oh my God. And then if, if Phoenix comes back, it's going to be probably because Devin Booker scored another 40 points. And he hopefully will not be forgotten for the performances that he put out there. Like that is those guys. Those are the guys you wait for. Those are the, it's not like Pat Connaughton is going and you hold up the parade for Pat Connaughton. Sorry. He's made some big plays too, but like, we're not doing that. Sorry, Cameron Payne. Like if Cameron Payne is the guy that like, she's thanks bud, but we're, we have to throw this party and sorry. Like that, that's their lot in life. Like the role players, you did an important thing. You you did it. You were an important piece of this, but those guys got to go to Tokyo. Um, The U S team, I don't know how they're going to handle this. First of all, imagine being like Devin Booker on that flight. That's got to be like a private plane, right? They're not doing separate planes. It's one flight to go from wherever these guys are, right? Maybe maybe not. Maybe they do do separate planes. I don't know. But I just have this image of Booker on the plane, like awkwardly sitting a row away from Drew Holiday and, and just stewing in his juices. And now you got to go play together. Like Holiday now is your teammate. How do you go from like, basically I want to fight you to, all right, now I'm fighting alongside you in the course of a, like, boom, a snap. Like once that finals is over, those guys are now teammates. Like the instance, the, the instant finals end, your teammates with two of those guys that you were just fighting against and they took what you had, what you wanted. That's tough. And they're you know, grown up. I mean, after after a day or two, you you get past it. But that's a tough dynamic at first. I don't know what the best course of action is because if I'm if I'm one of those guys, I'm I'm spent. Like I'm spent. I'll <laughs> I ran the uh, the Fal- the Falmouth Road Race a few years ago, which is uh. It's a seven-mile course in Falmouth on the Cape. And if anybody knows the course, you know that at the end, there's a hill. When when you are preparing for the course, they tell you, there's just be aware that there's one more hill at the end. And you got to go up that last hill. And then you're, you're good. It's seven miles. And it's, you know, the longest, not the longest I've ever run, but the longest race I've run. And very clearly, if you're watching me on YouTube, I'm not exactly in, you know, that, that was a while ago. So I'm not exactly in running seven mile shape. That was hard. And the reason I bring it up is because I ran what I thought was the last hill and I got to the top of it and I was like, oh, thank God. 
And I let my guard down. I'm like, I just got to get down this part and I'm good. I'm very focused on what's ahead of me. And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't see a finish line. I'm going downhill and I'm like, I've let go. I'm, I'm done pushing through the pain and all that stuff. And all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see one more hill. And I realized that hill that I just ran was not the last hill. That's not the one they were talking about. And I had to find something deep within me just to get my ass up that last hill. And that was the hardest. I, I, I almost stopped. I almost walked and crawled. And this is just seven miles. Marathoners, gee, I can't believe you guys. I, I, seven miles killed me. But that's, my, that's how I picture Middleton and Holiday and Booker. You, you put everything into that last push and you play this game, this finals, whether it's game six or if it goes to a game seven, and you lay it all out there and you're like, oh God, I can't believe, wow, I'm, I can't believe that's over. And then they say, okay, now go play in the Olympics. And you're like, oh man, I got another hill to run. That's the feeling that I'm picturing within those guys. I don't know how they're going to work it. I don't know how, do they play? Do you, you throw them in there and see if they've got anything left? Do you put them in there off the bench? Do you barely play them and say, we're going to go with these guys, but we're going to use you all situationally, take a day, whatever, but hey, come on in. Or, but, and Pop said this, maybe they might be in the best shape. After everything that they've gone through, they might be in the best shape of their lives. So maybe you go out there and you run them for 25 minutes and they'll be fine. It's a wild scenario. Wild scenario. All right. Up next, I feel like Team USA is mirroring Boston in some ways. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment after I tell you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Whether you want to bet on Game 6, Game 7, will there be a Game 7? You can bet on that. Obviously, plenty of baseball now, uh, WNBA, sports around the world. Go check it out. Use your laptop, use your mobile device, and use the promo code Locked On when you sign up. Create your username, profile, all of that stuff, password. But when you sign up, put in that promo code Locked On, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. So when you sign up and you make that first deposit, $100, you get a $50 welcome bonus. $200. It's a $100 welcome bonus. Make that first deposit count with that promo code locked on so you can get off the sidelines, get into the game with Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. All right, call me crazy for thinking this, but this USA team is is kind of mirroring the Celtics in these past, this past season, especially after the Bradley Beal COVID thing. I thought, geez, here's a team that comes in with high expectations. Maybe not as high as they used to be, but expectations nonetheless. They struggle, struggle with their offense, don't know what the hell they're doing, struggle with their defense, even though they're switching everything and they're trying to make it difficult. That switching is susceptible to certain things. Like when you switch a bunch and they move the ball a lot, 
you're going to get caught when they reject screens, when they slip screens. Like they, it's very difficult in a lot of ways to penetrate a switching defense because you're constantly, you constantly have somebody in front of you. But when you know that they're switching everything, everything, then you start slipping screens and you start rejecting screens and you have, you know, one guy going this way and you know, you, you confuse the defense a little bit. Teams that have been playing together, like Spain, like Australia, they they exploit that kind of stuff. They've been playing together for so long, they can kind of intuitively be like, oh, we're going to do this. Wink, wink, wink. Like, we're going to do this. And they do it, and the defense is kind of caught flat-footed. So defensive issues, offensive issues, COVID issues, right? Like, out of nowhere – a guy that they'd been counting on Bradley Beal is one of the main pieces of this team Bye, gone out. See ya. Um, and of course you have the, you, you have the, the, the questions of the coaching, the, the, the online chatter of like, Hey, has pop is, is, is the game pass pop by, or are we sure pops the guy that, that should be doing this? Like all of that kind of stuff the, the the similarities it's not it's not exactly apples to apples but the disappointment especially after the first couple of games uh reminded me of the Boston Celtics which not great for team USA by the way because we know how this Boston Celtics season ended but I, I feel like the um I feel like all of these little elements of what the United States team is going through, we got to learn how to play with each other. We got to learn how to make the next right play. We're not seeing things through. We're not we're not reading and reacting. We're just trying to go off on our own individual forays and playing a lot of iso ball and it's a lot of my turn your turn stuff. And in all of that stuff, it, it feels very much like the Celtics. And if they can turn around, like we never saw the Celtics fully turn it around because they had injuries and hopefully they're not any other injuries here because that's going to make things just a little too difficult at this point. And we saw like Draymond green shaking his arm out yeah, after something. And hopefully that's not a thing. And even Kelton Johnson ran into somebody, got the wind knocked out of him. That was a little scary thing. You, you just never know when that next step is going to be something that leads to something bad. But this, this USA team kind of reminds me of last year's Celtics where I was sitting, I was sitting there saying basically if, if, if then they could be good. If this, if that, if that they can really be good, but if they don't, then, and I thought for a while there, that West coast trip, I thought, there it is. That's that's the moment. And I started to take my victory lap. And it was like that Mr. Freeze thing. Where is that? Out in Colorado or wherever they play, wherever they do the Mr. Freeze thing, where they give the guy the head start. And Mr. Freeze comes running around and makes that guy look like an idiot. Well, that was me. <laughs> I went to take my victory lap and I was like waving to the crowd, like, hey, look at me taking my victory lap. And then here come the Celtics blowing right by me, going, nope. And that's that's kind of where I think Team USA sort of is. And this, this game here against Spain is the beginnings of me thinking like, hmm, should I take, I take that victory lap now? 
because the second half of this game looked so great. And I thought they get it. If the, if they can do this, then they get it. And if they get it, they're going to be really good. But I don't know. This is this is where the departure happens. Either either this team continues to go down that Celtics route or they actually do the thing that makes me want to take the victory lap and doing all the stuff I said in segment one where they pass the ball and move and everybody takes a turn being like the fifth option and because there's everybody on that team has the ability to be a number one option minus you know a couple of guys, but you get the point. If they all just kind of say, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't care. It's not about me. It's not about how many shots I get. It's not about me eating first or anything like that. It's just about, let's get out there. We've got three weeks. Let's just, or however long it is, we've got, let's just go out there and play great basketball. And whoever's the leading scorer is the leading scorer. There's no finals MVP. There's no, like, that's just, you're, you're either going to win gold or you're going to win another medal or you're going to get nothing at all. So let's just go do it. Let's just go have fun with it. If they do that, then hey, victory lap time. If they don't, then then you've got Team USA and the Boston Celtics, the 2020 slash 21 Boston Celtics kind of in the same boat. We'll see what happens. All right. I'll be back tomorrow with more fun because it's Monday through Friday podcast. So still podcasting, still having fun with it. And hopefully you subscribe. If you are a new listener, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you are watching on on YouTube and you're still here, please like, share, rate all all the YouTube stuff that you're supposed to do. I don't know what the whole I gotta I gotta get my post show YouTube routine down. But uh, please please like and subscribe to that as well. Hey, this week the ultimate mock draft is is underway. Our local hosts of every team in the first round is out there making picks, making their trades, all that's a real first round, but done by our local hosts. Chad Ford, Brian Scalabrini, Ryan McDonough are all going to be on the shows all week long, analyzing every pick, analyzing every move. So search for the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for the sports podcast, music, and news that you met that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.